is you don't awesome. you don't feel like he's a little bit of a, no. a Cobra Kai dojo yes. master? No, 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 you're you're right. You're so right. Pulling pulling the strings quietly in the in each player's <laughs> yes, ear. Sensei. You are so right. Alright, welcome to our latest edition of the Fantasy Soccer FC Podcast. This is David Smith. Scott Weeby. That's some good energy, Dave. I'm trying, man. I'm trying. What happened? I don't know. I scored 90 points it's this me, weekend. Brian. I, I did. I, that, well said, Scott. I did oh, score yeah, 90 yeah. points this weekend. Yeah. And I think I'm still riding the energy wave. Also, Scott. Yes. There is an energy of anger involved with that. Oh, really? Yeah. All right. Tell me about it. So wait, wait. Is this going to be a life lesson to all fantasy Premier League players? It should players? be. Okay. It all should right, be. Good. Get ready, guys. Don't don't screw up like this. Okay. <laughs> if, if you're going to screw up, find other ways to screw up. Don't screw up like this. I promise everyone, and everyone maybe has had a moment like this in fantasy soccer. And I'm just going to title this: Don't forget to click save. Okay. He's so excited he can't Save get the words out. Save the lineup. Save the lineup. You have no idea how annoyed I Listen, I have been, and, and I just want to say crap luck. I've had crap luck most of the fantasy year. I can never seem to pick a captain right. And I have been in the cellar for the past few weeks of the league. And I'm like, this is not deserved. Like, I have better teams that are performing. This is junk. This is just garbage. So you know what happened this week? I made some changes. I'm like, man, I love my team. And I uh, Friday, Friday night, I made a change. I made Alexis Sanchez, makes sense, as my captain. And I, and I took Jordy Amat, Brian, who we, yeah. we both like. I took him out of the lineup. And it wasn't great. And I put in Steve, Steve Cook. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, look, it, Bar- Bournemouth just drew Arsenal. And I'm like, you know, the chances that they might get a result against Liverpool are better than Tottenham against Swansea. So I like, I don't like either matchup, but I'm going to go with that. Mm-hmm. So I made those changes. At least I thought I did, Brian. Yeah. Mm. We've, no, we've all no. thought we've made those changes. To my horror, as I wake up and check my things at 7 a.m., because Brother Matt calls me and is laughing and scoffing at me and says, Ha, 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 you're so stupid. You left Hazard as your captain. I said, no, I didn't, you stooge. Go look at my lineup. He goes, I'm staring at it. And I went and looked, and I said, and, and my heart just sank. I'm like, well, what just happened? What just happened? I don't want this. I don't want this at all. And I had no idea at that moment how bad this was going to hurt because my team crushed it this week. Yeah. Completely crushed it. Yeah. And... I, without, Sanchez scored 23 points. As a captain, it would have been 46 points. That's a lot of points. Points are points, Brian. Yes, that's true. We've established that firmly. Jordi Amat ends up with a minus one. A (laughs) minus one. Steve Cook scores against Liverpool. Yeah. Has scored seven points, and three goals were scored against his team, and he still scored seven points. Hazard, thankfully, at least scored a goal. He had nine double at 18. Uh-huh. A lot, but that's, that's 18's a lot less than 46. That's true. If my I'm no mathematician, 
But that's at least 20, my week. That's at least twenty different. My week of ninety points could have been like mind blowing good. You could have been. I might have been. Yeah. I haven't done the numbers. I Brian, your math is better than mine. But I could have been one of the top players in the league this week. Close. Yes, the highest right. out of the millions of players in fantasy soccer. Brian, I don't think yes. we're going to say anything for a while. Are you- All right, I'm done. Jeez. <laughs> is there anything else? No. The Are you highest, sure? The highest point total was 149. You would have been close. A little short, probably. I would have been in the 120s, I think. I think one in the 120s, yeah. Unbelievable. Which some weeks is the highest. You know how point. annoying that is? Very. Very annoying. People, don't forget to click save. you got to confirm your lineup. God bless. Move on. Strategy, strategy tip number one for fantasy soccer, fantasy Premier League soccer. Confirm your changes. Confirm your changes. That's why I'm a, I have a little extra energy this morning, Brian. Alternate title, don't be an idiot. <laughs> Fair enough. Points are points. Well, we're going to cover the matches from this past weekend, as only we can, with some of your favorite segments included. We're going to get to the Cameron Jerome Wasteful Player of the Week Award right off the top of the show, so you're not going to have to wait long for that. We will give you an, uh, an Arsenal moment from Dave, hopefully a, l- a little bit softer moment. Than Maybe. the one you just experienced. Maybe. I'll give out my fantasy half point, the honorary half point that doesn't matter, but lets me tell uh, a fun story anyway. Brian's going to give us an injury roundup. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. <laughs> and. I want to make alternate lyrics to the theme song. Or, well, there are no lyrics to the Bonanza theme song, but I want to make the lyrics for the injury roundup to the tune of Bonanza. Bonanza. But it's a little early to be suggesting things in segments, Brian. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. I just had it was a, just something I feel like is, I wish could happen. Okay, That's so good. All right, whatever. <laughs> and there'll be more, as you know, <laughs> only we can. So let's get right to it. We've got to get to the biggest match of the week. A bizarre, bizarre match. Manchester City one, Chelsea three. Bizarro world. This was Bizarro world. City was the better club for the majority of the match. Chelsea, three shots, three goals. Actually, they scored all four in this match. Uh, City's lone goal coming off of a Gary Cahill own goal, but then they later respond with Diego Costa, Willian, and Hazard. Take it away, gents. Chelsea's the only team in the league yet to concede a headed goal. It's a weird, interesting stat. Yeah, what do you think about that, though? Well, I feel like the team, the core players of, of guys that they have and they've had for the last three or four years have always been has have always been good on defending set pieces and then attacking on set pieces. With with that, I mean, they have a taller team. They just do. I think that makes this coming weekend fascinating because they're going to play West Brom. It's tall. Who, it's who, talls against talls. Stealing that West sort of. Brom yeah, there's is, a good West Brom stat about the way they've how they've scored their. They're their seventh st- in the table because of their set piece performance, largely. Yeah. So that's gonna be it's gonna be strength on strength, which will be interesting. I think Chelsea will win easily, but it's still gonna be uh, that's an interesting, uh, at least be a, a, a story within the game. Itself. I don't know. Maybe the new high flying, high scoring West Bromwich Albion might <laughs> might be able to put some past. Chelsea, who knows? This I'm, is like a this was the match of endless stories. Yeah. I, endless stories. Scott, you said where take it away, right? And mm-hmm. I'm just staring at my sheet and, and it's full. And I'm like, good gosh, wh- where do we begin? All right. 
Yeah. I, 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 I don't ha- know. You I, ha- for fantasy purposes, you have to start with Sergio Aguero. I think. All right, let's do it. Four match ban. That's, well, hold on. Well, should, should we discuss his performance <laughs> end before of, we get to end the end of discussion? You're right. I guess it doesn't matter for the next month until they play Liverpool. He had scored four goals in his two previous matches versus Chelsea. So, right. So the he's people, had a good history. So the 44 percent of teams that owned him going into the match, which that percentage of ownership was already down to 32 percent. People were already dumping him a little. Transferred bit. out over oh, half over half a million times it, it, since the weekend. I re- I referenced this last week. I almost you know I was debating on whether or not to go with like an Aguero and Zaha in yeah. my lineup, and or go with Seagerts yes, and Kane. Yes, you misled everyone. Which one do you think? Which one do you think I went with with my high score? You went I with went the with, one that did not involve the guy who got a minus one. <laughs> That's right. I went with Kane Sigurdsson. As usual, to the people who triple captained Sergio oh, Aguero, no. which there I'm were only two thousand seven hundred and twenty-four of you. But you're all which idiots. The percentage chance that any of them are listening to this right now <laughs> is slim. Idiots. You gotta feel pretty bad about. No, you that. don't. No, you don't. They went up against the best defense in the league. True. They and it's a terrible time to use the triple captain at this point that, in the season. That's the choice, and we'll, that's the big. Maybe that's we'll get the bigger issue. Talk about choosing captains and triple captaining in a little bit. But you're right. Aguero in this game had chance. He had chances in the first half. City had chances most of the game. They had 14 this, shots, five on target. The second story. Is how does the how does the match look different if the Cameron Jerome Wasteful Player of the Week Award winner scores without without doubt KDB potentially the most wasteful single moment of the season so far completely agree yes because it it not only impacted uh, that moment in the match but the entire result. I think the result is, that, is entirely different because KDB missed. I've seen that happen. Okay. I've seen a moment in a football game determine the game in the end of the game. Mm-hmm. Very rarely have I ever seen a moment in a game change it. Early in the second early, half. Early. Yeah. I th- was it the second half or first half? Well, I th- there were. I can't. I cannot remember. All yeah. in, I, th- I feel like it was first half. I, there was one in each half, if I recall right, because he had another miss from that was the second from half. The right. I'm talking about the one, no, Ke- straight on the goal. Kevin DeBrowna yeah. is inside the six yard box. And did some- anyone slow the camera down, the the video of it down, to see if LeBron James came from behind <laughs> and blocked <laughs> the shot over the? Goal post. This is not. This is not a basketball podcast, but it's possible that I think there may have been other forces at work. Was there? Is there voodoo? It was. It's possible that for those of you who possibly didn't watch this, and and we 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 have a tendency to linger long on the first game. We don't need to. But what happened? Kevin DeBrowna is is receiving a cross. It comes all the way across the box and comes to him, who's the last person running into the six-yard box. There is no goalkeeper in front of him. All that is in front of him is an open net. All he has to do is just touch it. Just touch it. The ball was coming with such pace toward him that you're right. He just needed to steer it 
into the direction of the goal. He doesn't have to kick it. Nope. He just touches it. Yep. Just a small deflection. Yep. Someone of his skill, this should happen I, a hundred out of a hundred times. Yep. Yes. He somehow either kicks it off top of his foot or shins it, and it goes off the top bar, Brian, which you love, and, and misses. Yep. Five minutes later, they were already up one. They were already up one nothing. You're right, Scott. It had to be second half because the yes. Cahill own goal happened right before halftime. Yes. So it second was half. Second half, and it was the kind of thing that if they're up two nil, if they go up two nothing, the whole narrative, the Scott. Yep. The whole narrative changes. Yep. Five minutes later, Diego Costa scores on the other end on a. Let's let's break that one down for home, a second. Okay. Because Cesc Fabregas is brought into the lineup in place mm-hmm. of Matic. Who was a shocking either the night either the night before or the morning of yeah. thigh injury. Yeah. Left out of the left out of the squad completely. And it was the best thing that could have happened to Chelsea because Fabregas's long balls sliced <laughs> sliced City <laughs> apart. Yes. It was amazing. And this is this is the best example is on Costa's goal. I mean, he passed it probably 50 well, yards off the, you know, Costa did an amazing job bringing it down from his chest. and Shielding touch, to the defensive player. In the process, who's dangling, you know, like he's draped on his arm. Uh, one touch. Even if it wasn't net. John Stones, it was John Stones. <laughs> That's what it feels like, right? Yes. <laughs> Brilliant goal, Fabregas to Costa. Fabregas was great the entire match, including stoppage time. More on that in a second. More on that in a second. I was... Scott, you and, I, you and I discussed this uh, Saturday evening. Yeah. Fabregas, <clears throat> and again, if me, dumb American, can see this, other football minds, coaches, managers should easily be able to see this. But if I am, and I say this because this happened late in the second half, okay? So this isn't like, oh, my gosh, Fabregas is in the starting lineup. We weren't expecting this. Right, Brian? Because that's what they sound like, you know, surely. Mm-hmm. But what... If I'm if I'm coaching managing, I say guys, you can let Conte you can give Conte space on the ball, but when Fabregas gets the ball, wherever he is on the pitch, you cannot give him space to maneuver to look up and pick out people and pass. That is where he is at his best. Continue to put pressure on him. He's the one guy on Chelsea that you don't want that to happen to. And he was playing in a deep lying position. So when the defense gets it back and they're playing from the back. He is right there to receive the ball. You cannot give him time on the ball. They gave him a ton of time on the ball. He looks up. He picks out Costa. Boom. It's 1-1. Chelsea has all the momentum, and things just started to steamroll from there. I think Costa was probably story number three Mm -hmm. for the match, that he continues to be an almost an, an, as necessary a forward asset as there is. And most people that are, I'm assuming most if people you don't that, have are, Costa, that are winning are probably yeah. having him and one of the other top two yeah. up to this point. Goal and an assist, but limped off at 85 minutes. So, I feel like he... Oh, he so whether that's something real or yeah. not, yeah. it's still something I'm something sure we'll hear. Uh, yeah, I'm sure we'll hear about it. And then I thought that story number four was Sesk. At the end. Yes. Or, or just that Sesk play in the comes game. on for his first match since the Arsenal when, match. When he was embarrassed. When it was embarrassing to everyone in the team. <laughs> Plays the full 90, 
gets the assist, and then somehow does not react to Fernandinho. Well, let's break this down well, too. Hold on. So yes. So it's a lot feisty. of people. Now I'm entirely. I'm. I'm going to jump in here. Well, I, we need. We need to go. We need to advance the narrative to the end of the game. That's what I'm doing. Yes. Yep, that's okay. exactly what I'm doing. So I. I put the blame on all of this at the feet of Anthony Taylor, the referee. This was a weekend of bad refereeing. There, not every match, but there are multiple instances. I'm going to. I'm going to harp on referees today. And Anthony Taylor is is unfortunately public enemy number one. He let this match get out of control. Uh, it was entirely uh, one sided. Unfortunately, I mean I'm a neutral. Everyone sh- that listens regularly knows I'm not a fan of City or Chelsea. Uh, and I'm sitting there watching, and, and Chelsea got a lot more calls going for them than City did, and it was frustrating. At one point, did you did you guys see Pep react to a foul called on Chelsea? And he cheered the oh, ref. Oh, and yes. it was such a big uh, just. Such a such a hateful cheer. And he did it twice. Like, he stopped, and then he did it again. It was amazing. It was an amazing, uh, uh, gift-worthy moment. But we get to the end of the match, and it's all boiling over at this point. City's frustrated that they're going to lose. They know that. They're down 3-1. And Aguero does something stupid. Yes. Uh, absolutely stupid. Goes in. You can't even say he went in hard on Luis. He went in like an idiot on David Luiz. And uh, and took him out with potentially both legs. with the true intent to maim it 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 was anger and frustration sure I, but but it definitely had the potential to hurt Louise very very seriously and and both sides came together and there ended up being a bit of a shoving match and he, then he, out listen, of nowhere he dove in with two feet up in the high front. one above the knee into Louise's thigh I yes. want this to be properly set up yeah he literally does like a ninja kick. Into, Absolutely, with both legs flying horizontally into Louise's leg. Absolutely, and then the next thing you notice, Fernandinho is getting a red card, and he's being restrained. Cesc Fabregas is behind the the advertising boards, and it's like, what is going on here? The camera had missed it at first. It then turns they into a melee. Yes. It was. Then, it was. It was Spurs Chelsea like. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. I'm surprised there was not an eye gouge. It, they're very well. That was all that was missing. So Fernandinho won't leave the pitch. Finally, he leaves, and you see, you know, he pushes Fabregas. He he has his hand around his neck at one point. Fabregas kind of let himself fall over the advertising boards. It was a, it was a an interesting bit of flopping. Uh, however, what the cameras barely picked up, and most people, including the announcers during the game, missed, yep. is Fabregas started that whole thing with the slap to yep. Fernandinho's face. It's so. True. And Fabregas is not going to get punished for it. Didn't no, during not. the match. I thought for sure the FA would come back with some retroactive video acknowledgement. Of the and f- the fact that they didn't, that you can only explain that by saying that Anthony Taylor saw it, included it in his report, and decided it was okay. Because for the FA not to, right, not to give a suspension, Be- go ahead. Means yeah. that it wasn't. It, or it means that it was an Anthony Taylor's. Report. report. Anthony Taylor, if he doesn't see it, if he doesn't include it in his report, then the FA can act. So somebody saw this and decided to do nothing about it. That's that's unbelievable to me. I I, I agree 100%. Double assist to Cesc Fabregas. So I, I'm watching Fernandinho put his hands on Cesc and push him and then put his hand on his neck and push him with his neck. Yep. And I'm thinking, 
what what is this guy's lost it? Yeah. What what is his deal? Mm-hmm. And I can promise you this: in that heat of the moment, if someone comes up and slaps me, I'm open handed, and you're slap, already frustrated, and I'm already frustrated. Yeah. There's a good chance I'm doing a lot more right. than than what Fern, Fernandino did. In fact, I almost give him a break now. And and then and and Fabregas is being the as Fernandino is approaching him, he all of a sudden goes from, and and this is what makes me the most mad, right? He takes the initiative and slaps Fernandino in the face from and from behind. He, he's kind of like on his shoulder and kind of does it from the side, kind of side behind. Fernandino then turns to him, and the second he turns to him, Fabregas kind of starts backing up, doesn't say a word, and now all of a sudden acts like he's the guy who's trying to be the bigger man and kind of just take it, take it, take it. I'm not going to react to you coming at me. And I'm going to fall over the boards. Yep. That's what makes me the most pissed yep. about it. And and honestly, are we surprised? The only thing I'm surprised about is Costa wasn't more involved. It's a team of scoundrels. They are they are public enemy number one. Sorry, Chelsea fans, but your your team is the worst. And it's the kind of thing where you know sometimes you've got you've got those guys on your team, or maybe that guy that everybody else they have really a team hates. of that guy. They are that guy. That entire club. You know is what? That you guy. know who's not that guy though? It's Conte, their coach. He is the kind of person who works so hard he's and awesome. does such a good I job. I hate Chelsea. He is you awesome. Don't, you don't feel like he's a little bit of a, no. a Cobra Kai dojo yes. master? No, no, no. You're, you're right. You're so right. Pulling, pulling the strings quietly in the in each player's <laughs> yes, ear. Sensei. You are so right. What's that guy's name? I don't know. I, I don't on, know offhand. We, I it's it's a it's a good bit of, of so trivia <laughs> that we do not have. Next time he's being yes. referenced as Sensei's name. Look, anyways, for the re- for the rest of everything, there is plenty of other things that affected people. Even the yeah. the fact that one point eight percent of people own Fernandinho now that three the, match ban. The potential that one point eight percent of the Four million plus players are you know don't have him for three. I mean, what yeah. was that? Bot? What was that doing for you anyway? Yaya Torre benched mm-hmm. for the match after all of that stuff for two straight weeks, and whether or not this affects Yaya comes on for the final fifteen minutes. Raheem Sterling knee injury only made it fifty six minutes last week. Doesn't even make the squad this time. Uh, Nicholas Otamendi fifth yellow. During the match. So he gets a one-match ban. Why, why, why? Can we have a new segment called Why Do People Own John Stones? 23.4% owned. 23.4%. I get that he's 4.9. He has had... Hold on a second. What was his ownership? 23%. Point four percent stupid people around Subbed off at 77 minutes. This is why... John Stones... Since week one, has one week, one, of more than two points. One week. That's amazing. He had wow. seven, a seven against West Brom, and that was because it was a clean sheet, and he somehow managed to secure one bonus point in that match. Otherwise, it's been twos, ones, and the two matches that he missed with zeros. That's I the do downside. not understand that's the downside of the value idea. A lot of people picking up John Stones, assuming he's going to go to City because of the value potential. Points are points, though. I mean, that's that's stunning. You're, you're, Thank that's, you, Scott. That's, that's you name know brand. how happy that made me to hear you say points are points? It's amazing. Name, I love that. Name brand right there. And unfortunately, 
You're not getting Listen, anything good. Listen, d- hold on. I gotta throw one more thing in there because I know we have to move on. Ianacho, Brian, is taking a oh, sp- there's spot. well, there's two other things then. Oh, jeez. The savvy owner. If you're looking for a, a fill-in for a month, Ianacho, absolutely for the for the price. Talk about value. Not that's somebody who's established. It's a known entity he, he, he and start, a valuable. He started. Commodity. He started in the Celtic game. In the Champions League game on yesterday, what do you think he did, Brian? Uh, he had eight goals. He scored. <laughs> he scored. The last thing, talked about, spent the, the moments talking about Pedro last week. Conte talking during the week about what a deadly player he is and what an assassin of a, of a guy he is on the pitch. Yeah. 49-minute sub. Yeah. Doesn't even make it to 50 minutes, Does which... Is obviously not to the sixty-minute mark that everyone would at least like to see. Yeah, good point. Doesn't even make it to fifty minutes. Transferred in nearly a hundred thousand times going into the match. Not ideal. Not for ideal people at all. Picking up Pedro. I Inacho, and this is it, Brian. I'm not letting you take us to two or three more things. There's the only thing would be to talk. <laughs> the only thing other would be to talk about who each people have coming up. Yeah, it's fact. But listen, Ianacho, 6.6, Scott. But his last 10 games, or last 10 games, he's played four games this year with playing 45 minutes or more, Brian. Mm. Ianacho. Oh, yeah. 6.6 is his cost. Uh huh. Those scores in those four games 10, 10, 1, and 8. 10, 10, 1, and 8 on his starts of 45, or on his playing time of 45 minutes or more. No one's going to be mad about 10, 10, 1, and 8. Moving on. City goes to at Leicester next week. Chelsea is home to West Brom for the battle of the the two best teams that are playing each other this weekend. It's true. It's the best match on paper. Chelsea West Brom. Sergio Aguero is eligible to return oh, yeah. on December thirty first at Liverpool. That will be the first time you will see him again. Oh, Speaking gosh, of Liverpool, that sucks. Yeah, Bournemouth three. No, Bournemouth four. Oh, uh, Liverpool. You tried to take three. one. Away. You know what? You didn't even mean to do that. That's how good that was. That's how much that hurt. Uh, Scott, take this away. Callum yeah, Wilson. This is only a Scott moment. Callum Wilson, Ryan Fraser, Steve Cook, Nathan Ake for Bournemouth in what has to be one of their most epic club comebacks ever in their history. Uh, it's their first win against Liverpool since 1927, so it's pretty historic <laughs> for the Cherries. We, we're running on 100, almost up, 100 years. Up the Cherries. 92 years, if my math serves me well. What, I don't know if it did does. Did you say 1922? No, Jurgen, 27. Jurgen Klopp, Klopp answered our and everyone else's questions about who would replace Coutinho, starting Origi up front uh, with Mane and Firmino on his uh, both sides there. And uh, Mane and Origi... Putting goals, Emery Chan also scoring. Hey, and want to give assist for Chan. Want to give brother Matt some credit. He he was big on Origi going into this game. In fact, I picked up Origi in the draft league mm-hmm. because I am because no one else is paying attention. No one else is paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I picked him up, and uh, no, but I got some points out of him. But a, a lot of people listen. Origi going forward is an excellent start. He is really cheap. Yeah. And he's, he's going to score six point six. I mean, yeah. he's essentially like he's in the Rondon category, but I'd rather have Origi, right? Yes. yes. 
than Rondon. I mean, yes. Oh, I mean the Rondon, the King Rondon defender. Well, I asked the wrong person. No, the answer is yes. No, it's Dave. because it's only because you still have the the Sturridge phantom lurking in the background. <laughs> and you have, that. you have no idea what that's going to look like. Or Rondon's position is cemented. That would be the only thing I would say. Possibly, you're right. Barahino's not not going to no, play for Rondon. No. I'll tell you, not, not until what, he's done on his Weight Watchers holiday. <laughs> With Origi getting this chance. <laughs> Scott, would, would you agree this is yeah. Origi's first real chance at consistent playing time? This year, yeah. I, mean, I don't think he played more than a couple games in a row last year. No, he got some good playing time last year. No, he's burp it out, man. Burp but, it out. Did, did that come through too? I don't know. Jeez, man, I have to get on the edit machine. Um, it, I think I think he's going to be a solid play for the next few weeks. And then and, you think it's going to disappear when Coutinho goes back? They're going to just go back to the reshuffle? Yeah, I do. Um, you know, at that point, you know, keep in mind, you know, in January you're going to have uh, the the um, Defensive players coming in? No, you're maybe. <laughs> Hopefully. Uh, They're going to buy Luis Suarez again. No, that's not happening. No, oh. I'm thinking about the fixture list. They're going to have oh, okay. the uh, the League Cup, uh, the, the two legs in the League Cup semifinals, plus the FA Cup is starting up. So not that, not that they're going to have a ton of matches to play, but there are going to be some midweek matches. So the only question is, will Origi play in the Premier you. League or in the you. Cup matches? Either way, he'll get some playing. Sturridge time. feels like the Cup player at this point if he comes back healthy. He was. He has been. Yeah. He was. He, he's been in the League oh, Cup. Okay, I got you. You're saying Origi wasn't even getting those starts. I feel like he should, though. He's a good player, man. He's very good. He's done nothing but score goals when he comes in. And uh, and, and he's always he's always around the ball. And basically, he's a forward in fantasy, but... He he's right in there now. As long as he's starting with all the Liverpool midfielders we've been discussing. Scott, what was your emotions in this game? Um, happiness, joy, ease, confidence, nervousness, dread, mm. utter sorrow. You went the gambit. Yeah. Right? Is that fair to say? Yeah. What a crazy, crazy, crazy game. When it, Callum Wilson scored the PK, at, at that point, even at, even at. That was the token goal, right? Like, that's the yes. one goal Liverpool it's, gives up. It's two to one. And, and then not they, only at that, that point, it's two to one. It's the cherries. It's the peak that burn. Born. Burning mouth. It's the peak that the cherries have had <laughs> against Liverpool. They had never scored more than one goal. Really? Against Liverpool. So at that moment, Brian, it couldn't have gotten any better. Well, then Sean scores. It's back to a two-goal two goal lead, and it's over. 3-1. Right. Nine minutes later. Go. Nine minutes later. And then Jordan Henry Henderson. Stone. Jordan Henderson. Yeah. Tries to murder. The pride of Junior Liverpool. Stanislaus. Bad move. And that brings on Frazier. And somewhere and in there, Frazier. Though. Yeah, that was the change the game. That's exactly right. Fraser did Fraser. You know what else happened? Somewhere off camera, Loris Carius decided to do his best Simone Mignolet impression. <laughs> he got all flappy bird in the last twenty minutes of the match. Carius doesn't exactly give you the the uh, feeling of stability. No, that's why it, the Scott? that's why the Joe Hart rumors are so persistent. I mean, Joe Hart doesn't love Torino. No, I think he's happy. I think he's there for this season. I think we're stuck with these two guys until till the summer. But there's a lot of Joe Hart rumors already. 
Not that I like transfer talk outside of the windows, you know this. Uh, it's too early. I know everyone. Every, every time I am looking for news stories on a club, instead of hearing about fun stories surrounding the club or or anecdotes about the matches, ahead. it's always looking at the next transfer window, which is annoying. The Come second on, get the more window creative, closes, journalists, be more creative. The second the window closes, Scott, they're already looking at the next window. Be more creative. It's too easy. Can right, we move on from this match. No, no. Unfortunately, there's a lot of <laughs> Bernie mouth. Uh, Fantasy talk. I mean, listen, for the most part, Liverpool talk, we already know about. Nothing has really changed. Nothing jumped out at us. Frazier. Unless if you want to be a real risky guy and take Emre Chan for your team. Which I don't. Hey, this... He's, he's decent, but he's going to be the first guy out when the club is fully healthy. Like, now that Lalana's back, mm -hmm. the question is... Will Lalana be in for Origi, or will he will he come in for Chan? Probably he he might make Origi sit. I don't know. Then they might it, play. It might Firmino depend on their the opponent. Only thing it that, might depend on their opponent. Yeah. The only thing that is inevitable is that there will be changes. That is fact. Listen, Ryan Fraser is it Ryan Fraser? Yes, no. Ryan Fraser. Why would you ask me? This hurts. The name is has been stenciled Listen, on the on he the started, Liverpool sadness can you just charts. Talk this young chap, this young chap started the first three games of the year, and then and then lost his spot. Either he lost his spot or got injured. I'm not sure because I don't follow Ryan Fraser much. I just know that he played in the first three games. You just know that he has a nice in, regular name that's four, not offensive and that feels nice to say. In the four games <laughs> Ryan that he's Frazier. played, in the four games that he's played. He scored more points than Wilshire has in 15 games. Fantasy points. Now, granted, most that's because he scored 15 points this past weekend. I bring him up only to say that if this kid is going to get a chance, because he looked pretty good, and maybe it's just a one-shot wonder. I'm not saying everyone go out and buy him. But if you are, he's $4.9 bedillion. That's very cheap. And if it's going to be someone who plays and is in a starting lineup and someone who can possibly produce some things like this then it's worth taking a risk on if you wanted to move some money around. Also, Nathan Aki for Bournemouth. Yeah. Defender. Don't, why are you looking at him, Scott? You look at me. Um, <laughs> Nathan Aki. Wow. His, his price is $4.3 billion, looks right? good. We last talked about the eye test. Three games, last three games, 15, 1, and 7. Yeah. Stephen Cook, the cookster who... I didn't start his last three games. Eight, zero, the zero because he did not play in seven. Yeah. I'm just saying, and his price is a 5.0, which I already have him on lineup. Just saying, Bournemouth has some players other than named Callum Wilson or Junior Stanislas that are worth taking a look at, especially, in my opinion, in Nathan Aki and Cook. There, I'm done. Fine. Let's move on. Bournemouth's upcoming schedule at Burnley, Leicester, Southampton, at Chelsea. Not the easiest, but listen, Bournemouth is just coming off a win against Liverpool, a draw against Arsenal. We thought those two games were going to bring them down. Now they seem to come up on some games where they might be able to be, yeah. you know, hey. We're kind and of, brimming with confidence. Absolutely. Why and not? So, and so why not the Cherries? It's Eddie Howe. more of the question. He can't get to Arsenal quick enough. Come on, Eddie. I'm ready. Come on over, Eddie Howe. West Ham 1, Arsenal 5, Eddie Howe's future club, putting in five goals, Great three transition. of them, three of them from Alexis You are a true Sanchez. professional, Thank Scott. You. Hey, Brian, who scored West Ham's goal? West Ham 
hammed their goal straight in off of Andy Carroll's ham head. Yeah, they did. Hat-trick Andy Carroll made an appearance. Dimitri Payet blasts one off the crossbar that Andy Carroll is there to put back in straight with his ponytail. That kick was so good. Chuck watches it and pretty much said to himself, yep, that thing's probably going to go in. It's either going to miss or go in, and I can't get to it. And he just kind of turned and watched it. And he's like, I'm not even going to waste a dive on it. It clatters off the metalwork. Andy Carroll. Because let's be honest, it's not woodwork. Yeah, some, right? some sort of composite plastic. Sure. Uh, which we've discussed some, some kind multiple of, times. It still makes a nice crack when the ball hits it. <laughs> uh, Andy Carroll, by far, provided the best entertainment of this of this. I match. think it should. In the non-football non side of it, the fact that he was warming up what felt like the entire, the entire game and went from standing <laughs> up and vigorously warming up. I was glad that the announcers drew attention to it yeah. because he was so, it was so energetic. And then that basically the next moment they show him, he's sitting back in the chair with the, with the penny back on his, on his, Listen, <laughs> on his some Andy chest. Carroll, I, I, I feel like Scott and I grant, I know that you really actually hate him, secretly hate him. No, I like Andy Carroll. I think he's very entertaining. Brian, I know you love him. You literally have an I heart uh, Andy Carroll t-shirt. Yeah, I'm wearing it right now. But some guys ha always seem to be at the right place at the right time. Andy Carroll on many of his goals always seems to be in the right place at the right time. That ball Kareemed back at him about 80 miles per hour off the woodwork because Payette hit a laser. And he, and he put it back in with authority. There was no... Complete there, authority. There was, it was the anti the browner. Check's but, neck almost got whiplash as he watched the ball hit the woodwork and then watched it go past him on the other side off Andy Carroll's head. For a brief moment in time when it was that, that made it 3-1, Yeah, there was maybe the slightest bit of of hope for yeah. West Ham and then it was crushed it uh, quickly into... got smashed by Alexis Sanchez putting in his third of the game yeah no, um no no that's not true that's not true his second Oxley Chamberlain putting in his goal Oxley... uh, one minute later forgive me this was the Sanchez Mesut Ozil Oxley Chamberlain show and as much as if it wasn't for Sanchez completely dominating every aspect of the game the story would have been how good Oxley Chamberlain yes. was. I listen. He finally, I think, he's been fighting for a spot all year, and he and he's been battling with Awobi and Walcott. He gets a start with the way he played. I'm not sure you pull him until he gets hurt. He was that good. Good defensively, tracking back. Good going forward. Good. He had an assist. He had a goal. I'm just saying, and his goal was amazing. He had a little space in the box, and he looked like Coutinho firing that ball into that corner. Looked amazing. Scott's, Scott's rolling his eyes at me like, I'm so over this. Let's Arsenal, Arsenal, <laughs> man, Arsenal is just so good, and they're so fun to watch. Arsenal, <laughs> the sarcasm, I love it. Arsenal have scored two or more in eight straight matches against West Ham United. They like to play West Ham? They love to play it, West Ham. Doesn't although, everyone have that stat, though? Like just about everyone. It seems like every West Ham well, result but has last two year, goals in it. Last year, Dave, as you'll remember, La yeah, last year, First scoring two season. or more against West Ham United resulted in exactly zero wins. Yep, that's it true. resulted in one draw and one loss to West Ham United. Very true. The stat that's best for Arsenal, if you want to take the biggest positive away, yes, Arsenal have trailed 
for 73 minutes this total year. this season. Wow. It's the fewest that any team has trailed in the Premier League. You got to think That's they're doing this without probably their best defender or arguably one Be- of their best Hector, defenders. Hector Bellerin. This entire the entire time. Yeah. Uh and they're finding ways to they're crushing the people they probably should crush in moments like this. Well, and it seems like every even though it was West Ham United's B team, it is C it is team. West well, I maybe said, their D team. I said before the match, if they don't win, if in my opinion, if Arsenal don't win two or three to nothing, then because of who West Ham was putting out there, and and I lo- I like the West Ham Hammers, and, and I love Slavin Bilic. I'll take him as my manager any day. West Ham's just riddled with injuries, and they just yeah. don't have a whole lot going forward. And they were without Cresswell. They were without Antonio. You know, Pyatt, like you said, Brian, before the pod start, I think, you said Pyatt is out there with a bunch of dudes. It's just guys. You lose your the one striker that they've had the entire time yeah. is out with a hamstring injury indefinitely. James Collins goes off, and that's how sad it is. That After seven minutes, it's like, we just lost one of the stable pieces yeah, that we sure. have in the back. Yep. Who are you going to rely on? Angelo Ogbana? That's your that's your guy. No, I mean, that, Fernandez was terrible. He didn't. He did not belong in a Premier yeah. League. Arsenal took advantage of a very weak West Ham team. Honestly, they they should have. They looked like there was going to be goals going forward almost the entire game, but you know until the seventy second minute. When Sanchez scored his first goal, it was one nothing. Yeah, eighteen minutes left in the game. This game is just one nothing, and you're thinking, uh, you know, hey Arsenal, what's going on? They they're one goal away from tying this thing up, yeah. right? And that's all that Pyatt needs. You know, we saw that absolutely. He just needs a moment in front of the goal on a free Car- kick with Carroll there. He doesn't have to put it in. Now I will say, uh, Dimitri Pyatt's the last thing I want to say on this match. Nine and a half percent owned. I own him. He's the kind of player where he doesn't need a lot around him to be able to take advantage of opportunities to score fantasy points. Like we said, he had that great free kick that went off the bar that Carroll ended up putting in. That easily could have been his goal. Just a little bit little bit different. With Payette, though, he is being affected this year by the lack of quality around him a little bit. It's, it's, it's decreasing his opportunities. And... There's a bit of a lack of interest in his body language. You can tell he's not there mentally. There are rumors that he wants to be transferred to a, a club, uh, probably in another country, but but a winning club. And right now he's not on that. And uh, and so I'm actually concerned enough that I'm selling him. This I was way. gonna. Well, I was gonna ask you, Scott. At, at Piat's nine point one. Yeah. He's twentieth in scoring, and he he missed two games earlier in the season, just two. He's twentieth in overall, scoring. which is not bad. Not it's, bad, it's but not, not worth the 9.1. No, it's right. not. And I was going to bring up some other guys around that area, mainly on two teams, Arsenal and Liverpool, who I'd rather have in that price range. Mane, Firmino, Walcott, and Ozil are all right around the 9.1 range. Yeah. Walcott, big disappointment. I agree. In this one. I agree. I, I, If you own him, I'd stay away from him for a little while. His form hasn't been great. Um, he looked pretty good but in the He Champions was one game. of the most transferred in. After the Coutinho injury, it was one of the guys that was a natural choice right. for a replacement, and, I, and he just didn't. He just didn't look at this time. I don't think it's horrible. Arsenal's upcoming schedule is not it's great. Still, it's okay. It's okay. It's still. It stays Stoke, pretty good. 
They're the, playing, well, resurgent they, Stoke. They sure. play Stoke, but Stoke has looked different in the last three or four games. At Everton, Everton seems to be definitely still struggling, especially with the news of Balassi's ACL that mm-hmm. he's done for the year. At City, without Aguero, which I like. And then uh, and then West Brom, Tony Pulis, Pulis's West Brom, who right. continues to... Those uh, are all top half, but should I mean, if you're Arsenal, they should all be winnable matches. For West Ham, the nightmare is nearly over. I mean, you, they got they they got a little bit better result. I mean, like we said, you the the tough loss to Spurs, the the shocking draw against uh, United. Yeah, you get crushed at home against uh, against Arsenal, and then you play at Liverpool, who is we saw it, this coming. It has right? their own disarray. This is not what what happens in these four matches is is. Anything positive in these four matches After they is, get, is amazing. And this is the thing. Everyone hyper-focuses on the match that's either just played or in front of them and looks at, okay, West Ham, they're 17th in the table. They're one point out of the relegation zone. Yeah, but now that the you know three of these four matches are done, once these four matches are over, everyone else still has to play them. Yeah. They they play home to Burnley, yeah. home to Hull, yeah. and, then and then at, at Swansea. Swansea. All three exactly. Are, as soon all as they're done with Liverpool. Games. And guess what? They win all three of those, they're top half. You know, yeah. I mean that's just that's just how it works. So everyone's too hyper focused. Don't I, I'm bailing on Payet actually more because of what I see from the person and less because of of his performances or uh, the club's performance as a whole. I just don't like. I don't like the body language I'm getting from him. You know, he's he's a guy who doesn't want to be there. And I'm sorry. When you can start to see that through the TV camera, then it's time to sell him. Uh, Dave. Yes. Um, I think there's uh, only one way we can finish the uh, you know the discussion on this five-one win for Arsenal. And yeah, that sure. Is to go ahead and give you your Arsenal moment. All right. Sure. Yeah. Like I did, wasn't ready for this. That's a joke. I'm just kidding. Of course I was. <laughs> Let's talk some Arsenal. Dear Arsenal, I think my absence from writing letters has brought some good luck as I hesitate to write this one. I know things have been going well, and this makes me happy. We've played 23 games in all competitions so far this year and have lost two. One against Liverpool on opening day, and the other against Southampton in the EFL Cup match, where we were playing our young players. We have finished first place in our group in Champions League and are currently second in the table to Chelsea. The team seems deeper than ever with great team spirit and very few injuries. Things seem different this year. Will they stay that way? Or will the past failures haunt us once again? I think they are different. I think the music for the Arsenal moment <laughs> should be I don't want to wait for our lives to be over by Paula Cole. <laughs> if I could dig into the archives sure. and pull a song out for the Arsenal moment, I think that's the perfect song. I have I have noticed something throughout the year that I don't think I've talked about, Dave. Okay. And that is that every week, it seems, you're saying, you know, Arsenal... They typically lose this match, and they yeah. drew it. Or yeah. man, we always drew. You know, we never can can win. We always draw against this club, but we beat them this week. Yeah. That's starting to add up. It's it, starting to it add slowly. up. <laughs> Whoa, Dawson's Creek flashback. You're right. You're right. Well, 
I know I sound like a broken record. Fair enough. You're right. I've said that a lot. And you're right. It's starting to add up. That's a good observation. It it At this point, it's starting to become like, oh, wow, like maybe there is something different there. I mean, it, it, it is. Tottenham 5, Swansea 0. Does the fact that all of this scoring started on a um, on a uh, Deli Ali dive? Does that even matter? No, and I would. There was a I, little, there was a slight contact. There. It wasn't I a would, complete non-contact. He, he, dive. he it was, was sideways. It was the it was the most artful dragging of a of a back foot that you could possibly have. <laughs> Spurs goal scorers Harry Kane putting in two. Son with what I'm going to go ahead and call the goal of the week. Amazing. Amazing, amazing goal. Goal and, a, and a, yeah, yeah, yeah. I always do this. Goal and an assist from Son. And then Christian Eriksen putting two in. This was just... Poor Swansea. This was just a dismantling, and it was embarrassing. Spurs have 10 wins and two draws against Swansea since 1991. That is the extent of their record against Swansea since. I wish I would have known that. Five years. You could have came up with that stat last week, Brian. Yes, we could have. Yes, we could. I would have been more relevant for That's, me. It's a good result for Erickson. I mean, honestly, you know, these are the these are the three that we've talked a lot about. Erickson because of his inability to live up to his uh, expectations, but Kane right back in the lineup. Uh, and we talked. We've talked a lot in the last couple of weeks. We don't need to talk about it anymore. But we've talked a lot about how you know, how quickly do you put Harry Kane back in your lineup? You should have already done. You it. You should have already done it. But even if you didn't, you now he's he's the Aguero replacement. Harry Kane, right? Yeah. Easily, if, if you, not Ianacho. If, if you don't own Costa, and you don't own Kane, or we, we are if, my favorite, our favorite player, Brian, which we'll get to in a Romelu Lukaku. No, no, not him. Sell him. Lock you on. just, I just yes. don't. Yes, that's you that is. You say his name. Yes, yes. Yeah. Say it again. Nope. <laughs> oh man, I don't repeat myself, Brian. Look, yeah, it's an obvious. I think it's an obvious replacement, and you're never. There's nothing. It's almost. Uh, uh, there's no risk. Not no. with not yeah. with the way that they're playing. You not might with actually... the way that he's playing. The fact that you get him on on penalty kicks. The fact that you get him, uh, just in. Now what looks like almost perfect form. You also get them going into a decent bit, at least two out of three good games at United. Don't love that, but Hull Burnley at Southampton. At Watford after that. I mean, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who they're against. No, it shouldn't. Uh, Erickson's really interesting. He's at $8.3 billion. He has been very mediocre most of the year. His last two games, though, shows like he's coming into a bit of form, as they say, 10 and 18 in the last two games. And you can't be mad about Son. If you've held Son, you got a great match from Son. If you if you picked up Delhi, you got a two assists from Delhi. So the, every, every, every all, all the of Spurs. the stars, the guys that you want. Yeah. And then and, all those and defenders. And you got the clean sheet and the, and you from got all the, yeah. the defenders. Which and now put Kyle Walker in first in, in defender. In first, that's right. Yep. And so any of those guys, uh, especially now this week with the return, probably what looks like the return of Toby Alderweireld. Oh, that beautiful uh, head of hair is back. uh, This is the reason why the 2-1 loss to Chelsea. 
Look, we last Spurs. Listen, Spurs were the better I, team, like City. Listen against I Chelsea am, that game. I am like basically it's a not Chelsea for me. Fair. Like I'm sure plenty of other people. ABC anybody but Chelsea. But I am. I would. I would love to see Spurs somehow win it. I mean, they win what? The the league. The league. I know they're. I know they're a it's little. It's Arsenal's to win, Brian. I know. I'm just saying. <laughs> Wait, is in this, my mind, is this in 2015 my slash 14 slash 13 slash it could be any year. I don't think the Spurs have enough this year. I feel like but I'd love to year. see them. Well, it's true. It really is true. I mean, Arsenal's they don't there. have maybe or Liverpool or che- I mean Chelsea's been playing no. so good. Well, yeah, but it was City in August and September. Now it's Chelsea. It'll change again. Everton won, Manchester United won, Zlatan puts in the goal. Your boy, Scott! Is that eight now? Yep, All eight right. in the league. When's he going to get hurt? That's he what I doesn't know. get hurt. That's what I was trying to tell you he before landed the year. weird. He did land weird near the end of the match. Did he? He landed on, um, I want to say it was like Seamus Coleman's foot or something. Mm. Like oh, he Irish cursed Zlatan. Mm. He went up, or was it Baines? He went up for a. He went up to get a ball. It was kind of just a long pass, and he fell. Yeah. Fell. His hip basically landed on the guy's foot, and so for a brief second there, it looked like oh Scott, boy. He, he doesn't have a history of soft tissue. I don't care injuries. about the history. I just want to know what, when's he going to get hurt. Well, listen. The, needs I, to I'm trying to figure out when he scores the 13th uh, what, what we're going to do to celebrate. That podcast is going to be the worst. <laughs> oh, by the way, Everton scored on a Leighton Baines PK. Late, mm-hmm. late. Dooming United to another draw. By the way, their start's worse than uh, the their start was the year they had David Moyes. I, the drama... Wait, can I say that again? Is it, Mourinho's please. start as United manager worse than David Moyes. And he spent... Four times as much money as Moyes. You know, every year David Moyes just gets vindicated a little bit more. Is how much better is he looking at Sunderland coming three wins on the trot? I think, all right? It, it, correct me if I'm wrong. At least two. Two. Two out of the last three? Two like or three or yeah. something. But talk about someone who got the just, I mean, he just got hammered and trashed at United. And now he goes to a Sunderland, which in the beginning of the year, struggling and now he seems to be turning them around a bit mm-hmm. i mean good for him there's a really i i know a lot has been talked about with Mourinho complaining about the their luck and the way that they've been officiated and the, some people say brian you make your own luck well there's some See, there, antonio conte but there is statistic there is some statistic behind Sensei. what he was saying <laughs> And you only have to look at the Stoke match, the West Ham match, where you finally see, like, the, based on their performance, and this is what something that Deadspin, there's an article on Deadspin about this, basically saying that Jose Mourinho's point is, when I'm winning in the, my typical defensive style, and you guys, compl- like, people complain that it's boring. That it's not that it's not beautiful enough. Yeah. Now we're playing much more artistic, uh, skillful football. Yeah. And we're not getting the results. And now you're complaining that I'm not winning. Can this guy win no matter what? Yes, I don't think. Yes. Yes, he can. No, and he... You know, do you know how? How? He wins. He wins by winning. If he would, if he gets 
out of his own way, if he stops whining and complaining, stops getting sent off of the touchline, if he just remembers how to win matches in the Premier League, if he would develop as a manager and stop being a one-track manager and just have one trick up his sleeve the whole time, like if he would just figure out how to win with a club that any other manager could win with, then he would be fine. He would win. You win by winning. I don't understand the I don't understand the issue. The man, he is one of the worst. <clears throat> no, I'm not gonna go that far. Come on! No, I'm not gonna go that far. You win by winning. You win by winning. I, I just I, honestly, the only thing that's lacking right now is someone to just go and punch him in the face. Oh yeah. I because would love I'm to do that. I'm tired of seeing his whiny attitude, his mumbling to himself. I'm almost tired of seeing the reports. His pouting on the sidelines. Yeah, I'm, I'm tired so of it all. over him even in the league. You win. I know, I agree. And he doesn't, right now, I mean, you can't win with that group of players. You don't deserve to win. You don't deserve United to win. has a fantastic group of players. They have experience. They have youth. There is. No, they have the best goalkeeper probably in the world. They have one of the most prolific strikers of all time. They probably have arguably the most coveted midfielder playing for them and yet they can't get a result for anything anything they're not they're not playing hard enough for him there's not there's no spirit that's that's honestly like there are lots of scientific studies that have been done on you know the effect of momentum you know this idea of momentum in sports and and other intangible qualities that that seem to yield something when you watch sports you see it like you can't you can't put a tangible metric to it, but you see it. You know what you see it. We talk about it with the eye test. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nathan Ake passes the eye test. And and that there's there's data to back that up. But with with United, put United up against Chelsea. Watch a Chelsea match and then watch a United match. There's no spirit. And that matters. That matters. If United did the exact same thing they're doing with Chelsea's spirit, they'd be winning these matches. I guarantee, I can't, obviously it can't be proven, but I firmly believe that to be true. What are we to say about the fact that where Chelsea is right now on the table compared to this time last year when they were 15th, and the only difference, for the most part, is manager. Formation, too, yeah. Formation, and they brought in Conte. I mean, the manager. N'Golo Conte. The manager and, basically. And David Luiz. And David Luiz. I don't think Luiz matters. <laughs> no, that the much. manager basically let this year's squad see. He let them have it their way from last year. They saw that it wasn't going to work any differently than it did last year and said, okay, now it's my turn. And said, 3 4 3, here's what we're doing. And now they're winning. You put Conte, the manager, on United. United might be in that same position. I, you know, it could or be. Close. It could be or the close. fallacy of the recent. Maybe. It could be the fallacy. You know, we could just be letting recent results kind of overshadow what is real. But I believe that you're absolutely right. I think Antonio Conte right now is proving himself to be a tactical genius and a hard worker who is making his own luck. I mean, you can't make up the fact – like, it's a little bit of luck that Matic had to come out in time for Fabregas to come in, and that was exactly what he needed to beat Chelsea. Mm-hmm. But beat I think you uh, – sorry, City. But – but yes, I think you put him on United, and I think United are, if not first. I think Jose close. Mourinho is constantly a sinking ship with his <laughs> attitude and everything else that he has going for him, and he continues to bring people down. And I don't he's think he's down. going to have a place managing, at least in the English Premier League, no. much longer at all. I agree with you. 
All right, here's what we have to do, boys. We got five matches left. You get one or two facts, and we're going to be done. All right? Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, we had such a great match. We're going to start this with West Brom 3, Watford 1. Matt Phillips, why is he not in your lineup? Ask Everyone should ask why Matt Phillips isn't in your lineup. Can I ask you a question? Yes. Should I sell Payet and buy Matt Phillips? You're going to be saving so much money. Four bajillion dollars. Just about. Matt Phillips guess. is a 5.4. Yep. Why is he not in your lineup? Ask yourself that tonight when you're sleeping, saying your prayers. Ask yourself that. It's because everyone still owns Etienne Capu. Uh, uh, for me, it's... He's baiting me. For me, <laughs> it's Chris Brunt. Chris Brunt gets a goal and yes, an assist. that's a good point. Chris Brunt is classed as a defender. He is not playing as, as a, a defender, defender. You're right. That's he real, is really playing good point. in an advanced position. I mentioned him a couple weeks ago. When he'd first come back, we didn't fully explore it. It's it's four point nine for Chris Brunt, and he's only selected by 0.6 percent of managers, and he's had he's had uh, a lot of points since he's come back. Watford, I feel bad for uh, Pereira, who yeah. just tried to stand up and yeah. got bullied over by McLean. And you're, then... you're taking my rant away from me. Go ahead. No, no, go. Uh, who was the official in this one? I don't remember. Lee, Lee, not Lee Mason. Um, he was the Tottenham official. Anyway, I can't remember who it was, but a huge refereeing error again in this one. I'm sorry, Roberto Pereira doesn't just stand up and push James McLean for no reason. That's correct. Uh, hard, you know, McLean comes in to uh, what was already a hard tackle on Pereira, kicks the ball straight into Pereira. Instead of kicking it out of play, he kicks it straight into Pereira, Bit of a nut shot, to be honest with you. I'm surprised Pereira was able to stand up in McLean's face to begin with. Stands up and pushes McLean back. No, Meanwhile, no, 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 no. Well, before that, I McLean... Painting, I don't think you're painting the picture properly. Pereira tried to stand up. True. But McLean's standing so over far him. over He's him. He's leaning over him, yes. Pere yes. Pereira's just trying to stand straight up, and he bumps McLean because McLean is like literally leaning over the top he, of him. He did, he, did, he did lash out at McLean a little bit. M McLean is over him. You're exactly right. He's over him, but he's doing it in a way where you know he's trying to bait him. Absolutely. I don't understand why you don't send off James McLean, too. It takes two to fight. He got a yellow card for that Ridiculous. Crap. Absolutely ridiculous that that's what happened. So furious. Thankfully, I didn't listen to my own advice and buy Roberto Pereira yet because now that red card means he'll be out. Apologize to everyone who you told last week they should. West, <laughs> just Brom, just West Brom Valid. scored their seventh goal from a corner. The best in the They are so league. good at set pieces in yes. general. Set pieces in general. And did you see the one Who's where... Who's kicking those set pieces? <clears throat> Chris Brunt Matt had Phillips. one of them, Matt and Matt Phillips. Phillips had the other yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was one where they had positioned a player in front of the ball and then kicked it to the side so that no one could tell where it was coming or where it was going, and that was what led to one of the goals. From the deflection free kick, yep. Alan Nyam, uh, West Brom defender, getting my fantasy honorary half point. He uh, is a former Watford player. Uh, celebrated the win in front of the, um, the Watford visiting fans section. Not... He says not in a spiteful way, but you kind of know there's like you know how in baseball there's unwritten rules like you 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 run out a a, a, a ground ball to first base no matter how far out you're going to be uh, that kind you of don't thing. stare down the pitcher after exactly you hit a home yeah run. you don't flip your bat too badly Let's, well there's there's an unwritten rule in soccer that you don't you don't celebrate much if at all if against you score a against or former team be a former team Niam did and had he apologized uh, yesterday. 
on Twitter, kind of sent a letter to the Watford fans, which was a classy move. Sure, good. He didn't even have to. He didn't have to do that. Didn't and he have did. To? Honorary yes. half point for good. Alan Nile. Good for him. Good All honesty. Right. Yeah. Crystal Palace three, Southampton nil. Shave. What do you got on this one? Shocking. Hey, Fraser Forster, <laughs> you truly are a freaking idiot. Oh my goodness. Wait, did he put an English jersey on under his Southampton jersey? He That's must have, it, right? Scott. That is it. I cannot believe I didn't see this sooner. He was behind Heaton on the bench in the Three Lions kit. That is the reason for his literal air kick. Air kick that missed the ball and allowed Benteke to just tap it in. In all fairness, Benteke scoring two, James Tompkins. Benteke, sixth most transferred in since the end of last week. Just 7.3% owned. This result was more surprising to me than maybe any result of the weekend with Crystal Palace smoking a fairly fairly hot Southampton team. They're playing for Alan Pardew's job. I was going to say, you could could have read into that. Pardew gave the old point up to the... Thumbs up to Steve Perry. Thumbs up to the, the owner's box. Like, hey, bud... Thanks. He appreciate going to bat. Hey, in, in the post-game interview, he Pardew was awesome in saying, you know, hey, listen, I know my line's on the job, and I know because they asked him, you know, why, why are you giving the thumbs up to Steve Perry? And he said, listen, he he went out on, on a limb for me and and is defending me to the owners. And he's like, you know, and like he was just very honest about his situation, and I found that refreshing. Uh, honest and a little ballsy. To hey. say, hey, some of these investors in the club aren't, true. aren't football, aren't football, football guys, knowledge. so they don't really know. Like you're right, there I'm was like, a small dude, slap there. You beat Southampton at home. Let's let's not get ahead of ourselves. You're still securely in the relegation battle. That was a little. That was a little. Uh, if a little Crystal Palace lose at cocky. Hall next week, I think they'll probably just. He might just drive home after that. Oh. I was I was shocked. Southampton still has a great run of matches coming up, and uh, but man, that did not inspire any confidence. No. Sunderland two, Leicester one. Robert Huth with an own goal. Jermaine Defoe putting in the winner. Yeah, Defoe. Okazaki scoring for Leicester, and uh, we have to mention Jordan Pickford's save on West Morgan at the end of this. Okay, match. there we go. You want to get me back into my rant again? Guess who's playing West Morgan? Jordan Pickford kept me from Morgan scoring. That could have that could have given me more fantasy points this week. I think it's hypocritical of you to own anyone on Leicester City. I actually just transferred him out. I wasn't going to say that. So last week was my last week of owning Morgan. Uh, yeah, but just, I still feel like it's really It is, yeah. Dave, come on. I mean, for somebody who so hasn't done anything for me fantasy-wise all season. He's yeah, only no, lost. We've, we've only been talking We've only that. been talking about that since you should listen to the podcast. 15th in the table Leicester City. There's Your been, dream, Dave, is coming closer to reality. They're down to 16th, Brian, David. I'm not one to say I told you so, but I told you so. Leicester City have not been leading at any point. In a match this season, Shut on up. on the road, That's they amazing. have not been leading on the road at wow. any point this wow, season. Wow! 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 There's been an interesting debate that's flared up in the last week: uh, Jermaine Defoe versus Victor Anichebe. 
I know we've talked about it a little Why bit. Why versus? Play both of them. I mean, that's You're when... You're not going to play two Southampton forward or uh, 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 Sunderland forward? Oh, no, no, no. Oh, yeah, I got, You're going to have one I you or just the other. In the game, and yes, you're, you're right. saying fantasy-wise. No. But, you know, this is a fantasy soccer podcast. This is, yeah. surprisingly. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I have Jermaine Defoe. I'm sticking with Jermaine Defoe. Obviously, he was the goal scorer <clears throat> this past week. But Anichibi... Interesting. He it has some. He has some value. Sure. Yeah. Stoke two, Burnley nil. John Walters and Mark Muniesa. John Walters, man, he just represents the old cats out there. John I, Walters' goal was cheeky. It was cheeky. Only experience, Scott. You can't learn that type of goal slash kick slash deflection, whatever that was. Like they don't teach you that in the academies. He earned. He earned only through his gray hair. Only gray hair, <laughs> wisdom, and experience. <laughs> can get that in yes. and that's just fantastic i mean he literally looks like a grandpa on the field and you know he what? Runs like one. he's a heck of a footballer he jonathan is. walters is a heck of a footballer and i love he the is. fact that he's still playing and scoring he hasn't gotten many chances this season he gets a chance he comes in and scores do you from, know who hasn't gotten many chances you know either? what you know what he stokes lrd you know, oh, do fine. you know do you know who else hasn't gotten many chances and isn't taking advantage of the ones that he's getting. Who? Maybe my biggest disappointment of the year outside of anyone on Manchester Marco? United. No, well, Marco, well, yes, yes, but Wilfried Boney. He was supposed to be the guy. Like you would like Wow, no kidding, right? I mean, how far has he fallen? He's he's probably third choice right now for Stoke. That's crazy. The 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 thing for me is that Marco got an assist. My two favorite people in the world got an assist. Marco Arnautovic and Doof. Doof. <laughs> Doof is on fire. Yes. All right. Doof, there it is. No. All right. You're done. Middles of <laughs> No. Burnley have given up 92 <laughs> shots on target this season. Yeah, they have. This it was, is a Leicester City level miracle. That this they was, are 15th. This was the, the match of goalkeepers that weren't. This should have been Butland versus Heaton. It should have. It wasn't. The battle of the two best English keepers. And it went well. Burnley. No. Burnley. Burnley well. Joe Hart. Heart is done, no, done, is done, 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 done. Apparently, when you leave England, you're out of date. There's no way. Listen, come on. Butland, come on. Butland and Heaton. Butland isn't even going to be starting when he comes back. Let's be honest. Does, it matter, does it matter who holds? Lee Grant. Does it matter who holds the English goalkeeper kit? They're cursed either way. Honestly, Gareth Southgate should just start someone like, like maybe Lee Grant. And just and just let him take the lumps. Be terrible, yeah, 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 exactly. And save all the other English keepers, mm, you know, for the Premier League. I, I don't know what I'm Burnley saying. Burnley plays against the buzzsaw of the cherries at home next week. Stoke goes on. They start. This was the end of their up this the was, cherries. This was the end of Stoke's uh, decent run. They now play at Arsenal, home to Southampton, home Leicester, and then at Liverpool, yeah. and then Again, at Chelsea. Everyone hyper focusing on the on the recent. Everyone talking about how Stoke is now top half. They're ninth, but if you look at the bigger picture, they took advantage of the matches that they should have taken advantage uh, of. Ah, good point. And now they're going to settle back down. So keep that in mind with your Stoke players. Middlesbrough one, Hall nil, and that'll be the end of Middlesbrough and Hall. We Gaston, should move on. Oh, you want Gaston to Ramirez? Hey, um, I have a Josh Timon story. I'm going to put on the website. Who's Josh Timon? Exactly. I'm going to tell the story of Josh Timon, not the biography, not the biographical story of Josh Timon, which is an interesting story. Scott's personal relationship with Josh Timon. No, I'm going to tell the story of an anonymous fantasy owner 
and how it related to Josh Timon. Interesting. Yeah. That's a good tease. Brian, in- injury roundup. Injury roundup. Yeehaw. Yeah. Oh boy. That's loud. Uh, for fantasy purposes, this is a sad, this was a sad week. Uh, first, Yannick Velasquez is the biggest one. I mean, I would say that has to be the horrible one. I, I really like that guy. Torn ACL surgery done for the year. Four point nine percent of fantasy managers will need to make a different plan. Honestly, but, he hasn't done anything. He has not. Well it was just year. taking time, Scott. He no. has been club just he's, taking time. He had flashes there at their peak where he looked like the guy who was really going to help unlock Lukaku, and it just didn't stick around. And as they continued to not win after they were winning at the beginning of the season, uh, it just didn't get any better. And if the Kuman train is going to derail, it's because they just lost. Boy, brother Matt uh, can't be they, more happy. They just lost can't a, gloat a key enough. cog. About the Kuman train crashing. It's been a crash. Um, I honestly, for, I know it's not a huge issue for uh, for for fantasy players in terms of ownership, but Duncan Watmore, same yeah. deal, major ligament damage, his knee, also surgery, also done for the rest of the season, might even miss anything that Sunderland do. Uh, I hate and, to see. But uh, speaking of eye test guys, yeah. Duncan Watmore does not stop. Duncan Watmore has had more than one play where he set up a Jermaine Defoe PK because he has an endless a, motor. Yeah, he is. Uh, an obvious spark. Motorman. And, and bad for Sunderland, who already are down Patty McNair and Lyndon Gooch. Um, McNair done for a long time, and Lyndon Gooch, who had been starting for American gone. Lyndon Gooch. Yep, that's right. Who has uh, ligament damage to his ankle and is out for uh, a long period of time. Really? Yep. I missed that one. Junior Stanislas, we said he got subbed off at 55 minutes after uh, Jordan Henderson's tackle and foul. Uh, just when he'd gotten back in and was just starting to get back uh, back to Keep a little bit of Keep an eye on Ryan Frazier. Uh, indefinite amount of time away. It's only 1.1% ownership, but but he, is an, he has been important for them while he's been out there. So uh, you might not have him going forward. Andy Carroll... Uh, over and under five matches until he's out again. I might take the over. I might take the over, too. It's a good point. It's good to see Andy Carroll back. I don't know if you're buying him yet, but, I mean, it can't it can't hurt West Ham to have somebody uh, that's a forward who could be even remotely useful. Yeah. Sorry about well, sorry fact, about Zaza. He's dangerous on set pieces, on corners. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, he's got a good bit of luck to him. Um, we said Nemanja Matic had a minor thigh injury that kept him out. He's likely to be back again this week, but that's something worth keeping an eye on. We said Toby Alderweireld will be probably back. He's available to play in their ma- in their match against uh, CSKA Moscow this week. Yeah. Well, that would be today. Yes, today. Yeah. So he yeah. might get minutes uh, in that match. Could be probably will be back this weekend. Uh, Dusan Tadic continues to recover from his mashed face. Mm. Claude Puel saying, I don't know when asked the question of when will Tadic return to play. Mm. Hasn't been training or in, do, he hasn't done anything for three weeks. So, and he's wearing a very nice mask. Uh, Scott Joel Matip returning. Yeah. We never even talked about him. Yeah. Liverpool's lost. Missed. Two losses on the season when he's not in the lineup. Yeah, and there's Ryan, something to that. What's his? What's he going had, on him? He missed the Cherries' defeat with an ankle injury, but mm-hmm. he should be fit yes. for the Hammers this weekend. Yep. Um, 
Dave, good news. Uh, Danny Welbeck back in full training this week. Interesting. I don't know what to think about that. Uh, Lucas Perez, who is, you know, Arsenal bought in the offseason, scored a hat trick yesterday in the Champions League game against uh-huh. Basel, FC Basel. And so adding another striker to andor slash winger only deepens the Arsenal already deep bench right now. I don't know what to think about it. So his injury was what they called significant cartilage damage. So it made me it made me think if he didn't have some kind of like uh, this is not a basketball podcast, but Amari Stoudemire type right uh, uh, microfracture, Mi- microfracture surgery. surgery probably. So he's ahead of schedule uh, from what was projected originally as a nine month recovery in May, uh, yeah. but back in full training. So. Uh, somehow he's 0.1% owned. I know that's a tiny, <laughs> tiny that, that percentage, but, <laughs> but someone kept him on some, the bench. What's wrong He still people? has some ownership. Uh, and then uh, I don't know how much it matters, but Steve Mondanda. Uh, I hope you guys like Wayne Hennessy, but uh, because that's what you're going to get for at least six oh. weeks while Steve Mondanda recovers from knee surgery. Nothing spells disaster like Wayne Hennessy. Yeah. So that is. Your injury roundup. <laughs> In lieu of bonanza music, take Brian, us out, guys, Dave. Guys, guys, take us out. Hey guys, listen. Thanks. We made it to the end of another pod. That was uh, a lot of fun for your injury roundup. <laughs> We're making it sound like fun, but it's not. Injuries are no fun. <laughs> I can't wait to be set together. Hey, listen. We gotta run for. Uh, David, or I'm David, for Scott and no, Brian. Just, that's just no. Listen, hey, ch- check out the website this week. Uh, at Fantasy, fan- or jeez, what's wrong with me? FantasySoccerFC.com. For the Josh Timon story. For the story. Josh Timon story. Check us out on Twitter as we will be active as usual, at FantasySoccerFC. Listen, have a fantastic week, and until next time. Enjoy round up. Hey, don't forget to click save.